Alrighty, welcome everyone back to the Sober Minded Podcast for whatever episode this is. Like <laughs> episode four. Four, four <laughs> yeah. nice. So we don't really have a topic this weekend, or yeah, this episode. We had a pretty busy week, um, so we're just going to conversate and hang out, and hopefully you guys enjoy the ride. <laughs> Hope for the best, right? Yeah. So uh, we can start out with the prayer. Dear God, thank you for getting us through another week. Um, thank you. The snowmageddon wasn't too bad. I pray that you'll be with everyone who has to drive in rough conditions. Just give them safe travels. I pray that we'll have another productive week coming up. And uh, thank you for all of our blessings and uh, all that you do for us. Dear Lord, just another great day. Uh, thank you for getting me up here safely, getting getting pretty much anywhere uh, safely, we've been over in Klamath, and uh, thank you for bringing us there and bringing us back very safely. Um, thank you for the opportunities that you have put in my life. Uh, thank you for uh, this wonderful week of snow and uh, just amazing, amazing weather. Thank you very much. In your name, amen. amen. Alrighty, so Chase got us these lovely cigars. Partegas, red label. Ortegas. And I did, I forgot to bring my cutter, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I still don't have one. <laughs> I got a knife on me. It's pretty sharp. <laughs> Is it uh, sharper than mine was last week? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Yeah. But I figured if you need it. Yeah, I got, I got my benchmate. I'll give her a go. I didn't even think of cutting it. <laughs> It's already chaotic. Never smoked cigars lately. Yeah. So you have a good week. Safe travels over to Klamath pretty much all week. Klamath, uh, Klamath's fun. Uh, I definitely, working over there definitely gives you a different uh, idea of of what it is. Because, uh, yeah, you are kind of worried about getting over there on time and getting back at a decent time. And uh, it just, it makes it. Not super fun. <laughs> yeah. So do you, what what's your day look like? Are you heading over earlier or are they oh, yeah. counting for drive time? No, unfortunately. So uh, I've been getting up at 3 o'clock uh, and then meeting my journeyman at 4.30 and then we just kind of, we kind of leave at 4.30 and try to get over there as fast as possible. Gotcha. Yeah, um, my journeyman's been coming over from Klamath Ooh, yeah? for this job Nice every day, but he missed uh, one day for the, the alleged snowmageddon yeah. or one of them. Yeah, no, we uh, we kind of don't really get the choice, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a, uh, our, uh, our foreman messaged him in, in the morning because I, my gym had told me to let the foreman know when we were doing our morning meeting. Um, he told me he wasn't coming. He messaged him and he called him uh, a derogatory word. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, pretty, that's pretty, pretty funny. funny. <laughs> but uh, that's that's just the foreman. Yeah, yeah. It is fun when you get guys to work with that you can have a have a good time with and mess around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, and definitely coming from Klamath, it's kind of hard to deal with you know it's not much you could do yeah no yeah that pass gets pretty gnarly it does it does what's what your drive time been over it oh man 
I think uh, I think my journeyman did the math. It's like 12, 12 hours a week worth of drive time that that we're not really getting. I mean, we get per diem, but it's like that's only fifty bucks a day, which really doesn't account for him because he's making more than fifty bucks a day in the, the hour and a half uh, drive times too. Yeah. So, that per diem's nice though with the uh, no taxes on it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. No, the per diem, the per diem check, uh, it's really nice. Like, you start getting to the point, like at the end of the week, where you're like, oh man, this this sucks. And then you get that per diem check, and and you're like, okay, well maybe it's not all that bad. I mean, come on. It's yeah. <laughs> an extra two hundred bucks I can put in my savings that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, and your fifty dollar per diem is roughly what our old $100 a day incentive was because the incentive is taxed so oh, yeah. much. It's not even it's not even cool. It is pretty wild. One of the guys I work with made he made my um, net income last year just in per diem. Oh wow. <laughs> so just That's funny. on top of his on top of his yearly uh, wage. Wow. Yeah, that's funny to think about, honestly, because a lot of uh, like the main journeyman over there, the the supervisor for our company, um, he's been over there for like five years. So if you only like if you think of how much per diem, that oh, is, yeah. that is an insane amount of money. It is. And it's all on text. Yeah. Well, and think about. Got a little little smoky there. I was going to say I was half curious just to see if it would ignite that stump. <laughs> <laughs> so if it does ignite, then uh, I was gonna say something. I'm like, oh, well, that's uh, that's fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I wanted to keep the coffee warm, but I don't have any uh, metal uh, stands for it. So I figured, you know what? <laughs> we'll see if it catches on fire. I didn't expect it to, but we'll see. Yeah. Right. Well, it's gotten this far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Yeah, the, the per diem is super crazy because, like, you think about those big solar jobs or, oh, like, yeah. the data center jobs that are 250 per diem. Oh, yeah. That adds up very quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I know. Like, that $50 a day, you really, I mean, when it's not there, you do notice it. But it's funny because, like, I got to the point where I was, like, used to not getting that. And then you you go over for three weeks, which I I just got back from doing it for three weeks, and uh, you're like, oh man, now I'm gonna miss that two hundred dollars because I've been I saved over this last three weeks I saved like a thousand and three hundred dollars just really? just by like that extra amount of money hitting my account. I usually say I try to save like two hundred off my paycheck most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. It yes, was, that's nice. It is nice. You see it in your your account, and you're like, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you open the damper? I might have. Is it straight up and down? Uh, No. It's kind of sideways. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It got got very rapid all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when you talk to these dudes that travel, Mm -hmm. at least on the union side. Right. Because it's... pretty easy to travel yeah uh, and they just ch- chase that per diem and they just look every day for the calls and say oh facebook just put out a call for 250 per diem 50 hour work week i'm out of here yep. see you guys yep. 
Yeah, I know. It's uh, That's a very interesting thing. Uh, that's actually what the journeyman over at OIT used to do uh, because he he was the same way. He would he would look at it and be like, oh, that's that's where the money is. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go there. And uh, it's funny because they have the they have like a different uh, if you stay there, they have a different price of per diem. So it's like I think it's like 80 bucks if you stay over in Klamath, but it's only 50 bucks if you drive over every day. What's so the reasoning behind that? I I don't know. And it's like 80 bucks isn't enough to even stay there at all. It, you would have to like pull your own trailer all the way over, have a spot that doesn't require you any space rent. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, and then it would be worth it. But you're using that 80 bucks towards like food while you're over there anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You'd think they'd have more of an incentive if you're traveling in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only like an hour and a half. So they kind of like, hey, it's only an hour and a half. You can make it over there. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, what their idea is. But yeah. I guess it makes more sense if there was locals. Like right. if you live right. in Klamath and then you're getting the $80 per diem and these dudes are traveling in right. and getting less than you. That's where it doesn't make sense to me. But Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. It, it never really... Uh, sat well with me because i'm like why don't we just get drive time yeah i mean we have to get over there at six anyways but uh, i don't know that's just how it all kind of mixes together yeah have they been pretty gnarly the roads yeah uh i think the worst day we had was uh the second week which was uh man i can't remember what day it was uh but it was like tuesday or wednesday where it had it snowed initially and then melted down and then kind of froze overnight and then snowed over it. Yeah. So it was, and our van's like rear wheel drive. So it's got a lot of weight, which is good. So it keeps traction pretty easily, but yeah, it, it, uh, it was not a good time. Yeah. It was, man, you would go around those corners at anything above like 35 and you would be fishtailing the whole corner. Yeah. Do you see anybody in the ditch? Oh yeah. yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, there was a couple of, can't remember what brand it was, but semis that were like sitting there on the side of the road after they put their chains on spinning. Really? Still spinning. Yeah. Oh, it was that bad. It was, it was like, if you stopped, you weren't going again. Kind of yeah. bad. Yeah. Jeez. Do you drive or does your journeyman drive? He drives. We meet up at, uh, at Walmart and it's, a, it's a good time. I mean, I get to pretty much do whatever. He's very talkative, so it's kind of hard to take a nap most of the time, but no, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's also kind of a scummy move like, yeah. all right man, wake me up. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> all right, have a good time. Yeah. I'm going to get you my beauty sleep pretty much, yeah. But it's not bad. How much longer do you have on that job? Uh, they have done? until uh I believe he was saying the end of May. Pretty sure. But uh, I could be wrong. But I mean, it's like we were doing the finishing touches on the on the low voltage, just all the stuff that needed to be finished out. Um, and he has one more trip over there, I think, in like two or three weeks to get it finished, finished, like to the point where it's actually that's when getting everything done. Yeah. So uh, I think I think that timeline is correct. I want to say it is. OK, you enjoying it over there? I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad work. Yeah. Um, I do miss that extra hour of sleep 
But, I mean, if you kind of just account for it, that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. What have you been working on over there? Uh, we've been doing the low voltage. So, like, pulling data. Um, there was a couple days that we were in the tunnels under there uh, doing a bunch of uh, – they had to pull, like, a couple – uh, phone lines, which is funny. They're like a, I think they're a 24 count. Oh yeah. It's just little, it's like this big, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it other than like that, that week. Um, but it's like all the old phone, how they run the phone stuff. They have like a huge, um, like wall in their IT room and it's got a ton of like, it, it supplies the whole, the whole campus. Really? So you've got like the Seminole hall, they have the Boivian, which is the one we're working on. And then they have, uh, uh, what is that? I can't remember the other hall. And then their big main building in the middle. And then, yeah, so it, all, it supplies everything. So they have this huge tunnel system that goes out throughout everything. Okay. And uh, so we were running that 24 count. It's a copper, but it's 24 little individual um, pieces of uh, strands of copper and they're a different color it's kind of like i don't know if you've done low voltage no um and cat six it's like a i'm pretty sure cat six is like a 22 uh 22 8 or something like that um basically just two two colors each it's kind of hard to explain but two colors in a bundle and they're wrapped around uh this is kind of the same thing but they're uh there's 24 different colors gotcha. so it's yeah it's it was weird because I've never seen it, yeah. so I don't. I didn't really understand it. He was kind of explaining, like, yeah, uh, you have this, uh, you have an in and an out, so the in is coming from the phone lines off the, of, you know, whatever they run it, and then the out is where it's going out to a certain building, and then uh, in that building, the in is actually coming in from the <laughs> from the out on the other building, which, yeah, and it's a little confusing, but it is it was pretty interesting actually. That was like I've. First thing I've learned in a in a good while. Yeah. Um. That's my only actually my only gripe with low voltage. It's like once you learn it, you can find little things that like you can kind of improve on, but you're not really learning anything new. Just kind of copy paste. Yeah. 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 I haven't messed with any low voltage yet. Um. They at this job, it's mainly OEG that's been yeah doing all that. Yeah. So are are they sub uh, subcontracted through you or? It's a, a joint venture, mm, okay. so I don't know who's who's subbing who or if it's just a partnership or gotcha, what. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, but we definitely have more guys there than them. Right, right. But yeah, it's interesting. I I enjoy low voltage, but I don't know. It's it's nothing like being able to just uh. Well, I was so used to service because I was in service, so it's nothing like getting to a person's house and throwing a 400 amp feeder in and then you have two 200 amp panels that you have to put in and then you're running scr through the wall and it's nothing like that that stuff is fun i mean it's hard work don't get yeah. me wrong but it's fun because you're like at the end of the day once you're done it's like wow that looks amazing because it's yeah. just nice and neat on the wall and so yeah it's 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 a different kind of work uh, yeah, I couldn't see myself doing it every single day of my life, but huh. yeah. So you liked service? Oh, I, I, I haven't it. done any of that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be doing a lot of commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, commercial's not bad, honestly. No, I do enjoy it. I've 
again, just working on lighting. So yeah. lots of lights, but there is a lot to learn, like right. reading, reading the industrial print or the commercial prints on mm. uh, how to know what to run. How to know. Yeah. Um, is this an end light? Yeah. Uh, or is it, do we need to run luminaire? Or, you know, it, it is cool. It yep. is cool. I still have a lot to learn. Yeah. I mean, we both do. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only reason I really like service is because it it makes you like learn certain ways to do things. So like the faster way to do things, and it's still like it's not like compromising your craftsmanship, but it's finding the way to be as as clean and as like make your stuff as good as possible, but as fast fast as possible as well. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. I mean, I would uh I would like to go back to service, but obviously I need to learn all of it and I, I mean there's stuff that's a lot of fun in all of it too so I like I said I don't really have an issue with low voltage it's just once you learn it you learn it um, and I I don't know some of the uh, the journeymen also say well that's the same with anything but I'm like well yeah but getting the bend pipe and then you get to see like how good your the, the pipe looks at the end you know like it's all straight it's all level like you that actually have to something me, to visualize right. instead of a wire running along yeah yeah that to me is more of like a oh yeah this is this was successful like this looks good more and then you run like a blue wire and you're like oh that doesn't i mean it's it's supported and but there's really not many ways to make it look amazing yes it's like you can go through and strap it up but that's about it i mean we use like the little Velcro tape. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, we use that. And even still, it's like you can get them as pretty as possible, but they still don't look good to me, like compared to like a huge pipe rack going down like the whole building. Like that looks amazing. Because there is something about just Velcro. It looks just thrown together. Yeah. At a, po- at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know people like there's certain people that can just really like my journeyman, he can just really fix things up and make it really clean. But then it's like, still, it it doesn't look as clean as like somebody that can really fix things up and make a pipe rack look really clean. Because that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's something about that unity and the, like the form of everything. There's kind of there's more craftsmanship in bending conduit than yeah. velcroing. Yeah. You know, not to downplay it. Right. But, right. But. There is something that looks nice about yeah. nice offsets yep. and everything yep. looks all level and mm-hmm. in line and it's more visually pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you gotten to do a ton of like pipe bending? I know you're doing fixtures and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Uh, um, a moderate amount mm-hmm. because because it has the three systems of the normal, critical and life safety. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of reading those prints and knowing, okay. We have to bring circuit two of life safety to this can, to this can, to this mm-hmm. can. And if it's life safety and critical, you have to hard pipe it and then flex it. Gotcha. So I've been able to do some. That's cool. Um, and it is fun. It yeah. is. It is. It's hard to visualize sometimes. Right. Like to visualize, okay, do I need to swap the pipe upside down for this next bend? Or uh-huh. do I need to, you know, just right. have it at a 90 and do the bend? Or, yeah. you know. But uh, my journeyman gave me a tip of taking a ground pigtail uh-huh. and mapping out what your bends are going to be. Oh, so then you have a little yeah. model and you can see, okay, I bent this one 
down so that means i need to rotate it and then bend this bend up, up or yeah. yeah so you can visualize it it's yeah a, it's a cool little trick yeah i've always had that problem uh because with like half inch you have really hard time like noticing a little offset and usually you want to put a box offset because yeah it, i mean obviously it needs to stay strapped to the wall and everything um but it's really hard to like visualize the little box offset and like the little little amount that you do on a box offset it's it's like you can't really even tell at all anyways but it's there um can't tell from looking at it yeah i mean there's some stuff that it's like the little minuscule things are really hard to tell at least for me oh yeah 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 i could see that the the more i'm around it the more you see what other guys run. Yeah. And if they didn't do a box offset, you see it. It does look janky. Right. It's coming out and then it's just angled. So it's off the wall for like six inches or whatever. Mm. And then they kind of bent it back. Mm. And so. Yeah. Yeah. But just, yeah, again, it's little stuff right. that no one else is going is yeah. to notice. But yeah. you want it to look nice for whoever, even if it's not exposed, like in the grid, you want it to. You want it to look nice. Yeah. Yeah. For people coming back and doing it, um, looking nice and, and ease of, of like service. Um, that's the one thing is we run a really big service operation out of precision. So a lot of the stuff that we go and do, it's like, holy, holy, mo holy moly. Like who did this? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so we kind of took over the, the Jackson County, um, courthouse, um, deal. So there, there's a few things there that's like, Ooh, this stuff's like this wasn't thought through when it was put together like yeah. most of it it's you know i i don't know i don't want to dog on the people that that built that building initially but obviously that was probably forever ago but still it's like oh my goodness there's some stuff that you could have just actually took your time on and made it look decent and it just didn't happen yeah it is funny i had to go back and change some that i did cuz my mindset is more on efficiency and saving material like mm -hmm. that's how it's been like if it looks nice but i ran i was running a uh, life safety conduit and it's above the grid so it's not visual uh -huh. but if anyone were to pop the pop the tile they'd see it but i just ran the a straight line from this can to this can mm -hmm. which didn't put it in parallel with the walls oh yeah and i had to go back and change it because they didn't think it was as visually pleasing which yeah. Yeah. which i can agree with yeah. but it did again my mind you know working for smaller contractors it's always been you know you want to save your material and right. stuff but right. there is a it's just interesting because my mind is more towards well if i were to make everything in these straight runs that's above the grid that mm -hmm. no one's really going to see. Yeah. I'm going to be using a few more sticks of conduit. Yeah. You know, so it's right. just interesting, different, different things. You got to do whatever, whatever yep. people want. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Travis's big deal has always been like pride and craftsmanship. That's literally our logo. So he's always like, Hey, if you use like an extra stick or two of, of conduit, cause you have to make it look pretty, do it because I mean, in the end of the day, like when it does look nice, it is more uniform, obviously. I, and somebody that goes back in there can tell like, oh, these guys had some some form of like, oh, this ha this has to look good. It's pride in it's pride in your own work. Yeah. Um, and, and these and big companies, they're making 
Oh, tons. They are making yeah. a lot of money. They and it's not saying it. anything like, oh, you did it bad. But it's more of like, oh, he wanted it to look good, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. It's different ways of doing it. Some guys said they would have done it the same way. Yeah. And yeah. So it's just whatever, whatever the people want. Right. Yeah. And whatever your journeyman wants. I mean, there's some, some things and I'm like, ah, well, my other journeyman taught me this way. Well, this is the way I want it. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's fair enough. That's how, how you want it. You're the <laughs> boss, man. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I don't, I will, I will give like other options, but I will follow what you say. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. That this, uh, this past work week, it seems for some reason it was very hectic. And I think it was mostly because we were trying to get stuff done. Like we had our huge list, we, which we did get everything done that we wanted. And we did even a little bit more than what we needed. Um, but it was like, okay, boom, we got this done. All right. Next task. Boom. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I actually enjoy those kind of weeks because they go by super fast. They do. You never have time to like talk or sometimes you don't have time to have a little bit of fun, which obviously you're there to work, which I understand. But at the same time, you want to like, hey, plumber boy, what's up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely some of that, some of that banter that goes on. Yeah. Yep. And it's fun. You know, you gotta you gotta feel out the person. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Are you someone who will get offended if I kind of poke fun at you? Right. If so, I'll just leave you alone. Well, or do you wanna, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Have make the day a little bit more enjoyable. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, it was pretty funny. So the plumber, when I first arrived there the first week, uh, he gave me he gave me the most crap immediately. So I'm like, oh, okay. This is a guy I can go back and forth with. All right. So every every day I see him. Hey, Turd Wrangler, how you doing? Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like uh, what Chuck used to say. He says, uh, he says, you know, being a plumber is easy. You only need to know, you only need to know two things: checks on Friday and crap runs downhill. downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like to give them a good amount of crap because uh, I there was one day we were sitting there talking. I'm like, wait, you have to have a license? It's like, yeah, uh, we're required to have a license in Oregon. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, the work you do, you have to have a license for your work. It's like, what do you mean? Well, it looks like crap. And he's like, oh, don't even come at me with all that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the, the whole banter in the workplace is that's what makes it that's what makes it fun. That's what make blue. I mean, I feel like for a lot of the, uh, the kids that grow up in like the country and like, and like you growing up, like you worked blue collar since you were 16. So I think the, the whole, uh, grab of blue collar is being able to give that banter to people. Oh yeah. Like you look at these, uh, I seen this video on TikTok, uh, <laughs> and it was a, a 20 year old guy. And he's like, there's nothing better than having a relationship with a 40 year old like on the work site that you could just give crap to all day and you're a 20 year old with like a 40 year old best friend right yeah <laughs> it's it's just funny it yeah. is it's a good thing no yeah i know do you ever see do you ever run into the deal of people say oh you're just first year like you can't be talking about oh, yeah. it's like, oh it's yeah like, no but that's not how this works like <laughs> i'm not gonna talk crap to you if you're just all business yeah. then i'll be business with you but yeah. if you're gonna be dealing it to me you're, oh, yeah. you're you're writing an invitation to me and you're I'm going to dish it back. I don't yep. care if I'm a first year, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, you gotta be, you gotta be humble a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I had uh, when I was a parts runner for for Precision. I had one of the journeymen. Oh man, he gave me so much crap when I was a parts runner. Um, I'm actually very thankful for him though because it was like he was the one that made me open up to the the give crap back. Yeah. You know, he was the one that like, listen. Like, I understand that you're not that type of person, but if you're going to make it in the blue collar world, you have to kind of open up like that a little bit. So like every every time I'd see him, we just throw crap at each other the whole time. Oh, you still bringing in those parts? I'm like, yep, somebody's got to do it because I know you're lazy, but it's not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is that is part of the, the culture. It is as there's this push in workplaces for not offending people and stuff yeah and to some degree i agree yep. if if someone doesn't isn't the kind of personality that they like to be messed with right. then i won't mess with you but yeah. to just ban it all together right yeah it's and that comes down to it it's like you really just have to know the person like if you want to give somebody crap just honestly just ask them like hey are you the type of person i could throw a bunch of crap at yeah. And if they say no, then like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I just won't talk to you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was, uh, there was, um, one of my superiors, um, the, the other day he, he'd shown up late a few, a few times uh -huh. and, and then he'd forgotten his phone and stuff. So <laughs> he had to run back home and I, I told him, I wasn't even meaning to be facetious. That's why I got to be careful because this just comes out. But I was like, you know, you ought to, you ought to have a little checklist right by your door. Have, um, have, um, like keys, phone, wallet, and, uh, and, um, an authoritative, um, mentality or work mentality. And, and then he, he kind of laughed and then left and my journey was like, Jeez, Bruce, like that was that was a little rough. I was like, you think that was too much? I will, yeah. I, I was, uh, and then my journeyman got me because because yeah. he, he knows this guy more than me. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, I don't think he got. He thought that was funny. I was like, oh shoot, really? So so I messaged this guy. I said, hey, just to let you know, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. You know, I just was having a good time with you and yeah. stuff. And he uh, read my message, but just left it on red. Oh. He's like, oh, shoot. Um, so then uh, I saw him at lunch. I was like, hey, just to let you know, I wasn't trying to be trying to be um, uh, talk too much crap to you. And he was like, he says that in this trade, you have to do that. Yeah. I said, OK, OK, good. Um, you kind of worried me because you just left me on red. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he's like, I know. <laughs> that's why I did it. It's like, okay, you son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, I thought you were the guy that had the right, right. Uh, attitude that you'd think it's funny. Yeah. That I can mess with. But uh, you, he, he had me going for a little bit. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was funny. No, it's it's always good to have that like, oh, did I, uh, did I <laughs> yeah. say too much? Or... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's fun. And it's like we've been talking about. It's needed in the workplace yeah. to a fun... To a fun degree. Yep. And that's where when people try to attack it, they need to be careful and look right. at it from our perspective. Of, yeah. Okay, you can say we need to get rid of all this um, this crap talking and uh -huh. stuff because it might hurt someone's feelings, but you're not working this and you're not yep. just doing the same yep. thing over and over. And, you know, it's a different crowd. Yep. And if you're not in that crowd, you can't really tell that crowd what to yeah. do. It's a bunch know? of white collars 
kind of telling blue oh, colors yeah. what to do. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I seen another another little video. Um, it was like, uh, if I don't go by a job site and hear like 10 curse words at least in like five minutes, then I, <laughs> I know, know it's not going to be a good yeah, job. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, you know, not saying that I condone cursing every five minutes, but it's still, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, people are really working their butts off if they yeah. are cursing all the time. So, well, and it's tough work and you want tough people to yep. be doing that work. Right. And like for me, uh, I was, I think, 19 going into it. Like, it helped me grow up a little bit. Not that I wasn't, like, a part of that kind of group already, but it helped me grow up and, like, mature and realize, like, hey, this is kind of how things go. Yeah. You're around rough people all the time. You have to deal with it. Yeah. And that was really good for me because, yeah, obviously it made me grow up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. It is It is funny seeing seeing apprentices that are that are fresh to the trade game yeah and they're all just quiet and they just they just take it yep bud like do your own thing but i'm telling you you gotta you gotta dish it back yep yeah i know like it's funny now looking back on it as a parts runner like our new parts runner i love the guy to death he's a good guy but it's funny because you could tell that they're just a parts runner. They haven't yeah. been doing, you know, they haven't been around people for that long. They haven't been doing it for that long. So it's like, oh, man, I love this feeling. But also at the same time, I'm not going to, like, make their life miserable because, I mean, obviously you don't want to do that. Um, but, I mean, there is, like, a little – and I wish it would tone down a little bit in the workplace. There is, like, a little bit of, like, the token of respecting, like, oh – now that I'm a first year, I'm above the parts runner. Well, at the same time, the journeyman thinks you're both pukes. So yeah, <laughs> like the journeyman doesn't care if you're an apprentice or if you're now he might care if you're a third or a fourth because you do know, you know, a little bit of stuff and he, he will rely on you a little bit more. But first and second, you know, they give I feel like they give the first and seconds the most crap because oh, yeah. it's like, I mean, obviously, I mean, well, and part of that, I think. Uh, even if it's unintentional is weeding out those people like right if you can't take it as a first year are you going to be able to take it for 40 more years yeah, or whatever right? exactly you know? yeah and and realistically like even if you if you were on the side to where you can't take some of that like stick with it and just get your license then that way you could just hey if i need to if i have to fall back on it for some reason I have the license. I can go renew my license and then boom, I can fall back on it. I feel like that's like, that's a better spot to be than just to dip out in like your third year just because you don't like it. Yeah. But it I is, don't know. It is funny when like third or fourth years, and I know they know more than me, but you're still an apprentice, bud. Yep. And they try to treat me like they're a journeyman and yeah. I'm underneath them. Yeah. So I can a guy come up to me and I was using a, was using a tool. He's like, Hey, you using that? It's like, yeah, obviously. And he, and he just looked at me for a second. It's like, Oh my bad. Like, here you go, man. I'll <laughs> stop my job. It's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> and no. he, he just stopped and stared at me for a second. So I don't know what you want me to say, but, uh, I'm using it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to my journeyman if you want. Yeah. If you really, if you really want it yep. right now. Yeah, I know. Well, don't get me wrong like like you said yeah obviously they do know more but at the same time they're still apprentices yeah and you know it's like i've had 30 years do that same thing to me it's like dude hey is it gonna catch on fire 
It's getting to that point. Oh, man. I had to move it, yeah. Let's, let's take her off. Oh, she's toasted. Nice. <laughs> I've always been curious about how long it would take for <laughs> for wood on a stove to reach ignition point. Well, it's it's right there. It, it wasn't quite at ignition, but yeah. what was it? I set that on there right before you came here. So oh, really? It took probably like an hour. Yeah. There yeah. we go. For all, for all you that were that have been curious, it will ignite after or, an hour. Or worried. <laughs> they're, they're like sitting there, uh, guys, guys, guys. guys. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it is funny, though. Like, Can you pass me that uh, oh, yeah. torch? Thank you, Samuel. That is super funny, though, like when third years. And like, don't get me wrong, you do have a little bit more of a token of respect towards journeymen, but... At the same time, all the apprentices think you're still an apprentice, so doesn't really matter. Not saying that, like, if they're trying to explain something to me or help me out, then I'm not going to listen. Like, that's a whole different story. But if you're trying to use this, like, oh, I'm better than you. If you're trying to abuse it. Yeah. Where, like, you're trying to show that you're this authority figure. It's like, I, I, res- I, respect, I respect your drive, yeah. but you can't step on me yet. Yeah, and yeah. Even if you were, you can't just step on me. You know, yeah. like, we're on the same team, man. Yeah. Like, let's work together. Right. And, like, I mean, with the fourth years, I, I noticed it in my company in my company a little bit. The fourth years that are, like, just about to take their test, they're, like, all acting like journeymen and stuff like this. I'm like, no, buddy. Until that, until that license has your name on it, you're still an apprentice. My, and, ju- my journeyman says, uh, says you go from being... The smartest fourth year, when you're <laughs> yep. fourth year, you go from being the smartest apprentice, then you get that, uh, you get that uh, license, and then you go to being the dumbest journeyman, yep. just yep. like that. Well, there's like a, there's like a, there's a level of cockiness. Have you noticed in first year journeyman? There's a huge level of cockiness. Like, yeah, I got my journeyman's license. I can do all this and that. When realistically, you still really can't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I haven't been around many first-year journeymen. Um, my my neighbor that helped get me into this, yeah. he just journeyed out. Nice. Um, but he's he's a really good guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. And you like, there's a couple of people in my company that are they would never even be that way at all. Um, but it's just funny. I mean, I mean, it's just. I mean, I respect them either way. But it's just funny to look at. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it super well, but it's like, man, we're we're the same right now. Until yeah. you get that license, I'm still gonna give you the crap for being the same. Oh, like, yeah. Once you get that license, I'll be like, okay, all right. All right. When I think, <laughs> I think more of it comes back to the attitude. Like, like yeah. if you're if you're just trying to work with me, or like, hey man, like here's here's some advice that I've picked up. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. But if you're trying to be like. What are you doing, man? You don't know. It, yeah. You know, at yeah. that point, you'll lose some credibility with A little me bit. Because yeah. you're, you're trying to abuse that. Right. And, it's like, uh, and again, like my pers- my personality can be more disagreeable. And yeah. I, have to be, I have to be careful with that. Whereas, <laughs> where like, I have to reel back the, the mentality of, come on, man. Like, yeah, come on, because yeah. there is sometimes where it'll start to get me in trouble. Like I haven't gotten in trouble, but I can recognize like, OK, like, like you do I mean, have some more more authority than me. You right. have some more knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but it's everyone has different personalities. My yeah. personality tends to be more 
screw off, man. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like the nicest way possible. Screw off. Yeah. <laughs> Very kindly screw off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I get that. <clears throat> I'm more of a like, okay, whatever. All right. Cool. Oh, you're a third year? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I, that's what I am. And that's the problem. It's like, sometimes that can get me in trouble too. It's like, yeah. okay, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. You it's, know this. It's finding that balance of taking crap when you need to, yeah. but not taking it needlessly. Right. Right. And there's some things you can defend yourself on too. Like there's no reason, especially if it's kind of somewhat personal. Um, and obviously not everybody's going to know that. So, you know, you kind of explain that like, Hey man, that's just a little too far. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll reel it back a little bit, you know? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like there's stuff that I probably say all the time. That's like, Oh, I didn't think that was personal towards you. Um, but it is what it is. I, I feel like it, it, as long as you're telling the people, like there's certain things that I can take crap on all day and I did, it doesn't bother me whatsoever, but there are certain things that I'm like, okay, I don't really need to hear about that. Like, like that's something I deal with on a daily basis. Just don't, don't do that. It's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we'll be trying to, I think everyone is trying to find that balance. Right. Of, and, and I mess it up all the time. Like yeah. I'll, in retrospect, I'll, oh shoot, I should have been kinder yeah. with that or something. And you know? if it really, like I said, if it really bothers the person, they will say something. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, he, he might have not known. Yeah. Sorry. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've already said it, but, um, but there was some guys that were kind of giving me crap in my, my journeyman was, he was like, it's like, what, what'd they say to you? He's like, he's like, no one talks shit. No one talks <laughs> crap to, sorry guys, I'm trying to use PG. Trying. He's like, no one talks crap to my, my apprentice, but me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty much. No. Yeah. No, like when uh when my journeyman caught the the plumbers giving me crap because I had been giving them crap all day, he got super super like defensive with me. He's like, no, no, nobody gets to give him crap except for me because I am the one that is allowed to. <laughs> That's my job. Yeah, and uh and I'm like, no, 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 no. I've been flicking him crap all day. Don't don't get on their butts about this. He's like, oh, you you've been. Oh, I gotta talk to you, <laughs> and right in front of him. And he's like, no, honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, it it is fun that that dynamic of of the journeyman giving you crap, but at the same time they're defensive. Like yeah. you're kind of their kid. Yeah, like, right. You know, it's like, it's like it, don't don't call, don't talk crap to my kid. Yeah. Like, that's my job. Right. <laughs> no, it's funny too because uh, every time I like every time because I meet him at a certain spot every morning, it's just easier for the both of us. Every time I I, I get into the van, he said. So what's new today, kid? And I'm yeah. like, I, I partially love it, but partially hate it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm 21. I'm not a kid. But at the same time, he's like almost 40. So he has the right to call me kid. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I am his apprentice. Yep. Yeah. And, and he's not mean in any no. bad way. No. I mean, if, if your journeyman is trying to talk I would bad know. to you, there's a difference. I would know. And, and yeah. you'll know. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I get that lighter from you? Yeah. Us in our dirty, dirty ways over here. I know. Going to hell in a handbasket, man. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but uh, I was I was telling him, I'm like, well, I consider myself non-denominational. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. Um, 
but I was I was t- saying to them I was like if I did have to like put myself which God never really tells us to be a, dom- a denomination ever yeah. but if I had to put myself like close to one it would be a Baptist yeah and they're like oh you got a tattoo you can't be a Baptist I'm like uh, well is that one of the points because isn't there again, I don't know I'm not I'm not super well versed in all this but isn't there like too. five points of baptism? Or am I conflating that with another denomination? I, but I believe yeah. there, I believe there's like five points of a Baptist that that they're pretty staunch on. And I believe in the past I've looked at those points and there's like one or maybe two that I didn't fully agree with. But definitely, if I had to put myself in a denomination, it's more Baptist. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I. I think if you're a follower of Christ, you're a follower of Christ. I don't think you really need to say that you're a denomination. I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. Um, no, I agree. I don't have anything wrong with it. but there, there can be merit because it's kind of a, you could argue it's an oversimplification, but it is a yeah. kind of simplification or simplification that, um, that if you say like, oh, I'm a Baptist, if someone's versed in those points or in the theology of that denomination, it gives them a meter on where you're right, kind of landing right. the- theologically. Yeah. But I do agree that it, it is a line of don't get caught up in the <laughs> yeah. den- a, denominations yeah. over. I'm a Christian. Yep. Or, you know, yep. Yeah. Cause it can breed that, that, um, that tension. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Well, my, my journeyman and I talk about this all the time. He's also a Christian. Um, but it's like, you know, there's some things I, I like, I've said this a couple times to him and he's like, yeah, you're right. But there's some things that you you have, you have to be dogmatic in, but there's other things that it's like, why are we even fighting about this right now? Like yeah. why, why? I mean, there's no reason I love God the same as you do. Why, yep. why are we fighting about it? You know? Um, I think that's, that's what never made sense to me is that whole, like, mentality of oh i'm a baptist or oh i'm a pentecostal or oh i i go to the church of god or whatever you know yeah and it's like realistically if we're all christians why are we even worried about that yeah it's like there was this analogy of there was there was three different denominations and they were arguing over some theological point like let's just for for conversation's sake call it uh some point in revelation Mm -hmm. and they went to this fourth guy and said what What's your thoughts on this? Where do you land on it? He said, all right, guys, because once the whole world believes in Jesus, then we can debate this and get heated about right. this. Like, yeah. There, there's, there is a time for yep. good debate on those oh, points. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. As, yeah. as long as it's not coming it coming in the way of that unity and what's our what's our goal. Yeah. You know? But yeah. at the end of the day, we're all trying to perpetuate Christ's love and, yep. you know, that truth yep in culture yeah and the way i like uh the way i like how our 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 church puts it is uh we are all sinners made saints through the eyes of god yeah and that's what it is we are all sinners we are the same the same now through god we've been made to look different but until you you know until everybody's been through god you know there's no reason for us to worry about that i think we I think we are worried about the the wrong thing. Our job here is to spread the gospel of God and give glory to God. Yeah. In the past, I've done a 
just kind of meditation on is having our upfront message being we're just sinners saved by Christ. Is that the best message to be putting directly up front? Yeah. Because it, it is it is a simplification because we are we are all sinners saved by grace, but then we become adoptive children of Christ. Like yeah. we're in that family. Um and I've concluded I don't I don't think there's a problem in that. Um but I do think some people can take it to be some people can take it wrong yeah. because you can take that and just say, Okay, we're all just sinners saved by grace. So and it's like what Paul says, like, are we gonna keep sinning so that yeah. grace can abound? Like right. no. But I can't in in culture in in the church today there are pockets of where the focus becomes too much on accepting everyone right as a as opposed to okay like yes everyone can be accepted but then after that point you're called to be striving for a higher standard yep, yep. um and again i it is a good it's a good statement that we are all sinners saved by grace right. because we are and yep. it and it can be humbling yep but it is cool to keep in mind also that after that like we're we're in the family of god like yep he he loves us we want to strive to be you know we want to strive to be like him yeah um yeah no i get it and and i i do think they uh they try to make a good point of like under or explaining uh what they mean um but you know, obviously everything kind of falls no, short. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think I think Mountain does a really good job. Yeah. Good job at that. But I was more just meditating on it as the overall message, like in in culture. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think our church does a very good job at that, and I yep. think lots of churches do a good job. Of oh that. yeah, absolutely. But then you do also look at other churches, and they can use it as a um, a misguided attempt. Yeah. But that's just people like yep. anything good can be skewed we're all humans yep. it happens um yeah yeah no i completely agree with that um as far as like well while we're on the topic as far as like churches go um what do you what do you feel about the uh, western western church the uh, the church not necessarily the the people like the buildings that we go to you mean like uh it's state right now or or uh, what do you? What yeah, do you mean? yeah, somewhat. Um, just because, you know, that's been a conversation that we've had personally and with my parents. Um, just because, you know, I, I feel like everybody has different opinions. But uh, for me personally, like the whole Western colonization of church is using God's word for personal gain. Um, I think it's gotten to that point. There's a lot of churches that don't do that. Um, but you look at some of those bigger churches that have gotten trouble for stuff like, I, I don't know, using the uh, the tithings for certain things that shouldn't be used for or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, uh, Joel Osteen is a really good guy um, and he uses all of his funds for good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm being facetious. Um, no, yeah, there's definitely two just generalize i think there's a lot of work that needs to be done um yeah. i this this is a topic i don't know much on but yeah. have you been have you been kind of following the asbury yeah revival that, thing that's kind of why i brought it up yeah so again i don't know i don't know everything about it but 
I, again, this is, this is my bias. I, I tend to be a more skeptical person, yep. which I have to keep in check. Yep. But, um, skeptical side of me, if it is, if it is good, if it is Christ centered and Holy Spirit led, then I believe it's good. Yep. But you have to be careful that you're not worshiping the the place mm-hmm. as more holy and the Holy Spirit is only at this campus where this revival is happening. Yeah. And because you see a lot of people like, again, allegedly there, there was like um, a half mile line or quarter mile line or whatever people are trying to get in yeah. to the service. And if that, that can be good as long as they also can recognize that it's not just that place. It's right. not. Yeah. And w- especially in the Western, in the American church as a whole, we have conflated the church with the building as opposed mm-hmm. to the body of Christ. Right. And, and lifting, you know, like, and it's just our nomenclature, like, oh, I'm going to church. Yeah. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but it can lead to, this is where we go to see the Holy Spirit. And it is at church on Sunday, as opposed to we're all part of the church. Like we're the church right now. Yep. You and me here, you know? Yeah. This is as much as the church as going to a building, right? Yep. Um, Yeah. That's the reason I brought it up. And if you guys don't know, the, uh, the, what was it? Asbury revival? Asbury. Yeah. Asbury. Like Um, A-S-B-U-R-Y. It's a, it, it was a college, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So it's a college where they had, oh man, I don't want to like, cause I, I kind of studied it a little bit when it started coming up on my social media feeds and stuff like that. Um, it's a college though, where they were having like, like a week worth of just worship. And obviously that's not wrong, but there were, there was a lot of stuff going on, like three people on stage getting saved and everybody was cheering and, and don't get me wrong. That, I absolutely could be used for good. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, but it's, it is kind of like walking that fine line of, am I praising the fact that I got saved at Asbury or am I actually praising the fact that, Oh, I have a, I have a relationship with God now. And this relationship stems outside of church, outside of, uh, a college. It stems outside of even you and me. It's personal between me and God. And, uh, and I think, as long as that's made clear to people, I think that is a really good thing. I just don't know how they are doing it. Um, but like I said, it could be used for good. I mean, there could be people coming to Christ because of it. And yep. that's the one thing you have to look at. And it's uh, and a lot of the Christian culture, um, at least that I see, they're kind of judging it way too far. Um, and like I said, yes, I am skeptical too. I, I'm right there with you. Um but you have to you have to take it for what it is. It's it could be it could be actually helping a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, it could be made wrong. I mean, we're all humans, and it could be like, oh hey, this person got saved, and it could be totally a setup too. So you you kind of just have to be careful with that. It all it is also that in the age of videos and live streams because they they've been live streaming it too. Yeah. We just we just need to be wary. Yep. Of not not just going and like there was one video of 
some guy on, on the stage and I don't know his full backstory or whatever, but people were just throwing cash up to yeah. him to help him and stuff. And that we just have to strange. be wary that it's, are you doing this to help the person? If so, that's good. Awesome. That yeah. That's very good. Yep. Or are you doing it because there's a camera on you yeah. and there's now documentation of yeah. you walking up to this poor guy and mm-hmm. throwing him cash. Right. It's just like anything, you know, like, we just we just need to be wary. We have to be vigilant. Yeah. In everything we do. Yeah. Um, so I'm not making a final statement on oh, no. it, whether it's good yeah. or not. But right. We just we need to be we need to be constantly like say vigilant. Yep. And that was like that verse that we read. Like, be sober minded. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Be, Absolutely. Approach it. Approach it from the right angle. From from with the right heart. Right. Um. With lack of a better term, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think we, uh, man, I just had it in my mind, but it kind of like left, but we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, it's kind of like uh, when you watch these videos on uh, on YouTube of, oh, I gave this person money or homeless guy money so he could go eat. It's like, well, did you do that for him or did you do that because you knew you were going to get yes. two, three million views on this video, yeah. right? Um, and you know, I, I think there's a couple, there's a couple that I used to watch that I'm like, oh, he's genuinely like, he's trying to help this guy out. He is happy to see him all the time. You know, always, you know, um, he talks about him. He doesn't take pictures with him. He, you know, he will say, this is an update. This is coming straight from him. He's doing good. He's got a good job. Um, he's got an apartment now on his own, you know, like that's good. Like we, we really, that's what our goal was. I think there's only been a few of those. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's we're living in a really cool time of technological advance. Yep. And but the whole landscape is completely different than mm-hmm. it was even 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Or especially from 20 years ago where yeah. no one fully knows how to approach this because it is a totally different angle. When there yep. is a camera, it's whether you recognize it or not there is a different angle yep. that even if you're trying to do the right thing in the back of your mind, there is that I'm recording this and people are watching this and you just have to, we just have to be careful. And right. it's something that no one has been through before because there hasn't been this widespread, you know, documentation mm-hmm. and virality of these videos. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The potential for am I gonna am I gonna get big off yep. of helping this person and yeah we just have to we just have to approach it with the right heart with the right mindset yep. and because we don't want to completely discredit people doing good acts oh absolutely yeah it's finding that balance yeah um, well and I we kind of talked about that too before we even started this podcast it was it was we kind of just wanted to put it out there. Um, and then we started talking about it like, well, if it did get big, that would be great. But at the same time, that's not our goal. Yeah. Our goal is just if we can speak into some of the things that go on in in our daily lives or um, for other people. Yeah. Because um, we've been through things that maybe some people are going through. Um, and there's some things that we haven't gone through that other people are going through. You know, yeah. it's it's that like I said, it's it's how you approach them. It's how you how you approach everything, and and it's um, just trying to trying to be vigilant. Yeah, um, something I haven't told you yet, but um, my brother in law said someone he works with was listening to our podcast at work, mm-hmm. like um, 
on a speaker. Oh, yeah. And another guy asked about it huh. and said, oh, what are you listening to? And it led to a really good theological conversation for a non-Christian guy. That's awesome. Which was, that's our goal. Yeah. You know, we're just, we just want to perpetuate good truth, perpetuate brotherhood. Yep. And, you know, just strike up these conversations. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever we get together and I don't want to like, oh, we're, we're the highest and mightiest people, but whenever we get together, usually our conversations tend to just be very productive. Um, even if it's not necessarily about God, it, it, it could be about guns. It could be about cars. It's, it usually ends up, you know, like, oh man, that's amazing. Like, that's a great idea. I think you should do that. Or like, Hey, maybe have you thought of this while doing that? Um, and we, we, we did kind of touch on that, but I think having those productive conversations during the day, um, even with like your buddies that you work with, like you were saying how they were, he was just listening to it and they stroke up, uh, struck, uh, struck up a conversation about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we don't have it all figured out. We've been very upfront. Yeah. We're not trying to act like we have it all figured out, right. but we want to perpetuate good dialogue. Yeah. We want to perpetuate truth. Um, and if you don't agree that what we're saying is truth, we need awesome. To hear it. Let's talk yeah. about it. Exactly. Let, let's come to a conclusion. Yep. Bring bring you bring your conclusion forward. I'll bring my conclusion forward. Let's let's try to figure it out because um, there is such a lack of good dialogue. Yep. And the the more I the more I see these you know these polarized positions mm -hmm. of this is where I stand. That's where you stand. I'm going to yell at you because you're the enemy. You know, it's, it just, it's not beneficial for anyone. Right. And everybody, um, especially I've seen it on the right side, all, all these, uh, um, big, right, not necessarily politicians, but they're, they're big on social media or they're like, Oh, well, uh, here are the Democrats screaming towards other, other people. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but the right side's doing that too. Yes. Um, I've seen plenty of Trump parades that are not saying, you know, one thing or another, but I've seen plenty of Trump parades that have gotten pretty out of hand when it comes to just yelling at quote unquote liberals. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't agree with liberalism, but at the same time, I don't agree with you screaming at them because you have a different view of them. I, I feel like you should be able to strike up a conversation, bring both your points to the table and say, Hey, this is why I believe what I believe. Can I can I tell you about it? Or, hey, can I hear what you believe so I can kind of think about it or process it? And then maybe I can. I maybe I have to, oh, come back and talk to you about it later. But at the same time, that way, you know, we both know, hey, they actually want to have a conversation. They actually care enough to listen to what I want to say. To where, screaming at somebody that's that's get that's getting nowhere. Yep. That, there's a there's a lot of like um, right wing you could call them just conservative like podcasts or figures that I that I like to listen to, um, but a a trap that they can fall into that I that I don't want to fall into but we all do at some mm -hmm. points is just complaining about the culture for complaining's sake and yeah. you know it's this it's this constant this is what Joe Biden is doing wrong. This yeah. is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. And this just angry, this angry opposition 
mm. to anything from the other side. Yep. Where it's okay. Okay, you brought you brought your complaint forward, but do you have any kind of solution that you would yeah. like to bring to the table, or are right. you just complaining for yep. complaint's sake? And I think that's mostly what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, which is unfortunate because realistically, if you guys it, that that's the one thing I I do think that America had right is. Further, further down the line from before we even were here, um, there was a lot of, well, I guess Democrat Republican that that were able and they were willing to strike up those conversations and come to a a conclusion good enough for both sides, and you know maybe once I didn't like it, so what <laughs> you know, um, but nowadays like I said I do see a lot more of that disconnect because it is more just hey I'm gonna scream at you. Yeah. You better listen. <laughs> yeah. And and there is a place for liberalism. There is we we do need that balance yep. because like I agree w- with conservative values and capitalism yep. and all that, but I can also acknowledge that if left completely unchecked, it can lead to these monopolies yep. which then become monarchies yep. and then and then it makes it impossible for say a little small business to do anything yep. because well these monopolies already have all that business why and, why would they go to somebody smaller yep and then at that point that capitalism becomes the thing it was striving to Not, to oppose yeah exactly. you know so we do need those checks and balances yep. in in culture yeah and that that's something where like i don't agree politically with everything that unions stand for but I can agree that there is a place for them. There is a place for negotiation. Yeah. And that's something like in the electrical union, I I really agree with is the NECA, which is the contractors, mm-hmm. and the IBW, which is the the union side, the worker side. Yep. They have to come to a conclusion. Yep. They have to do these negotiations. Yeah. It, it's not just the contractor saying, Okay, this you're, is how it you're is. stuck here. And <laughs> yeah. it's not the union saying, all right, we demand $50 an hour. And right. if not, we're not working. And yeah. no, um, there needs to be that dialogue. Yeah. And that's something in the electrical union, I may not agree politically with everything, but there is that kind of like the structure of our government of right. those checks and balances. Yep. And that aspect, I do agree with. Yeah. Well, and like my dad was saying, he's, <laughs> he's been in the military for most of his life most of his life outside of high school. Um, and he was saying, yeah, like the position he's in, he's not allowed to know everything because if he did, then he could go rogue and mess with the government. Right. Yeah. So there are those certain things that some people know and there's certain things that other people know, but they can't both know that that certain thing. And it is that checks and balance. It's well, as long as this person knows a certain thing, then if it had to come down to it, then yes, we could use that for our good. Or if this person knows a certain thing, we could use that for our good, but they can't know the exact same thing. Right. So say like somebody that's um, got a really high security clearance, right? Someone that works in like the tower that probably, probably gets all the information, all of it. Right. That information does not leave that room. Most of the time it does get deciphered, and it gets sent to other people. But those other people don't know how to decipher it. That's kind of what I mean. It's like those other people may be higher up, but they still do not have the clearance to decipher it for a reason. Yeah. 
case in point that everyone knows to some degree about Manhattan Project, the the development of the atomic bomb. Yeah. All these engineers were working on different aspects, but yeah. they didn't know how it was going to come together yep. to this final uh, conclusion. There's yep. only a few people that knew what everyone was working towards. Right. And the benefit of that was that uh, the Japanese didn't know what we were working on. Exactly. They couldn't sabotage that. They yep. couldn't uh, use our information against us. Yeah. So there is a place for that. Yeah. Well, and if you look on like the job site, it's kind of a similar deal. Like the electricians know how to work on electrical. They have a license for electrical. Yep. The plumbers have a license for plumbing. They know how to work on plumbing. The two usually don't know how to do both. Usually. Yeah. I mean, there's the certain few that have gotten the, both licenses and they're like, oh, I chose this one because I like this one better. But, you know, or the drywallers like, well, I mean, drywall is pretty easy, but <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, screws go in the wall clockwise yeah right that's just kidding just <laughs> kidding on you sheet rockers yeah yeah no I, but i mean like seriously it's like not not one person knows how to do every single every single thing on that job site yeah they might know how to do or like an electrician might know how, a little bit of plumbing because they've had to do it at their house or maybe they were in an apprenticeship for two years and decided not to you know not to go through with it yeah you might know a little bit right but there's not one person on that job site that knows every single thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, no one can. Right. Like, in a lifetime, I don't think you can become, you can't become a master electrician and yep. a master plumber and a master yep. um, carpenter and a yep. master, you know. Yeah. You can't, I mean, maybe, and then you're 70 years old and, and then you're going to retire. Can't uh, use any of it. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. So there is that let's come together, work together with right. what we know. Yeah. And well, it's like the, uh, the, the famous saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none. But do you know the rest of that saying? Nope. That's only part <laughs> of the saying. I know. Turns but out, jack of all trades, master of none, better than a master of one. Yeah. That's the actual. That's fair. So, and there's a degree of that where jack of all trades, master of none, better than a master of one. Right. Like I, I want to. I want to be a good electrician, the best electrician I can be. Yep. But in order to be the best direct electrician I can be, I need to know some aspects of, okay, this this plumbing is coming through here, so I need to go around that. Right, and, right. You know? Yeah, no, that's understandable. And, like, obviously there's codes for those things. Um, but, like, knowing that, oh, hey, this is an HVAC inlet. I can't have a smoke alarm right next to that because then all the smoke's going to go into the inlet and yeah. the smoke alarm won't know it's there. Right. So there's a certain degree of like, oh, yeah, I have to know where this HVAC's coming through. So that way I could find the right spot for my, you know, my stuff. And that way it properly works. It all meshes um, well. Yeah. It's the more this could change as I age, but the more I see how these dialogues work, the more it it puts me more in the center of things yeah. where like conservatism, like mm -hmm. staunch conservatism. I agree with most of your policies. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> there's always we, we need that. We need that um, other side, the um, progressive side to check that, mm -hmm. you know, because they they're looking at it from a diff different aspect oh, than yeah. me. And yeah. almost almost in every aspect of life, the answer is somewhere in the center yep. of, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that's usually how it goes. Um, 
Yeah, and people will write you off when you say that of, oh, oh, so you're just not taking a stand. It's like, no, I have a stand, but, but to be to have an informed stance, right? I need to see all angles of yep. this. Yeah, exactly. And I will never know every single angle, so there's always room to For, learn. Yeah, exactly. And, to and grow. that's that's what it is. It's it's learning. Um, and that's why that's that's what I see in in in, uh, in life all the time. It's like people are so dead set on not learning. I think that's a good way to put it. They're so dead set on the one thing that they know that they want to believe is true that they don't open their minds a little bit to maybe having the idea of something else, right? So it gets to that point where why 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 would I talk to you because you don't you don't even want to hear what I want to say anyways. Well, and there is there is a security that comes from just sticking yeah. to this one spot because yeah. then you know all aspects of that one position. Yep. But as soon as you start to entertain the idea that you don't know everything, mm-hmm. that takes away some of your some of your security that you have it all figured out. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And but it is good because none of us have it all figured out. Well, so you never should think you have it all figured out. Right. Right. You know? Like yeah. There are, there is truth. Yep. And there is an attack on truth. It's, you know, like you want to talk about, you want to talk about the church culture. There's a lot of, there is a lot of truth is debatable. And or what's, what's your truth? Or maybe debatable is the wrong because you should, you should uh, debate, debate. But there is a truth. And as soon as you say there is no truth, it's maybe it's, overused but okay is that statement true yeah if so then there is something that is true there is a baseline of truth yep so let's find that let's find that baseline yeah and and it's funny because you know the world makes it out to be like not most people are going to be open to actually talking about it but like a lot of people there's a lot of people that are searching for what truth is yeah um and i think they find it in the wrong places Yep. Definitely. They, they try to, they try to justify something as true when it's not, um, is, I guess is what I mean by that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of our goal is we, we want people to know a little bit of what the truth is and we want them to find it for themselves. We want them to be able to like, Oh, I heard this podcast the other day and you know what? They brought some good ideas up. What if I go and search that a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we say, we're we're seeing the the repercussions of there not being truth, and because you do need some security. Yeah. And when you say that there is no truth, you will constantly be searching for something, and you will yep. never be satisfied. You will never be satisfied because you won't know where your purpose comes from. Yeah. Or or what things are worth your time or you know Mm -hmm. well and the biggest thing i see at least in uh in like just normal societies yeah i mean everybody wants to make money right everybody wants to have nice things but there comes a point to where you can just be satisfied with what you have um i mean you look at millionaires they just keep buying and just keep buying and keep buying and they never they're never satisfied with what they already have or what they what they have built you know that they they just keep doing and it's like there's nothing wrong obviously with keep keep going but at the same time 
it, it it's filling a void that was left there by something that is um supposed to be there <laughs> yeah i would i would say be content but don't be satisfied don't be fully satisfied yeah maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to put it but but I see what you mean. But, but what I'm meaning is be content with where you are because where you are is where you are. And you're yep. not just going to change where you are by complaining or worrying about where you are. Yep. But don't be satisfied to where you get stuck. Right. Be, yep. be constantly searching. Yeah. I, I've kind of taken a mental note. I think I've said striving way too much on yeah. this podcast. No, that's but, fine. Well, yeah. But but be striving for bigger and better. Absolutely. Um. For your family. Yep. You know, for yeah. for your nation. Right. You know, like we're all Americans. We want America to, to, to be the best it can be yep. so that we can help others. Right. Because yep. there is a degree of in order to help someone else, you have to have a certain some semblance of having it figured out. Right. right. You know. Yeah. And like you said nobody has it all figured out but there are there are like little steps that are like okay well my dad tells me all the time he doesn't have everything figured out and he's 52 right but there are things that he knows that i haven't figured out yet right yeah so he has that ability to help me out with that because he already he already has done that been through it or he's already learned about it right and i think that's where you were kind of going with like the U.S. has already kind of figured out how to, well, not right now, but have a stable economy and have have these things, and that in that reason we can help other countries. Yeah, I mean, no one is no one is fleeing their country to an a nation that is in anarchy. Yeah, because that nation can't help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody really. I mean. Realistically, when you looked at uh, uh, the the re-election that happened, uh, or well, that was looking like it was going to happen. All these all these famous artists and everything. Oh well, oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna leave, go to Canada, and none of them did. No, I mean, why? Why would you? Realistically, why would you? Unless unless you have it that bad, which as an artist, you're usually a millionaire or getting there. You don't have it bad. You really don't. Yeah. Who was it? I believe I was listening to Jordan Peterson the other day, mm-hmm. and he was talking to somebody, um, and he made the point that this focus we have on racial inequality mm. has given has given rich people who have who are very successful and very well off the ability to have the best of both worlds where yeah. they have the best of capitalism. They have the mm-hmm. best of this society in a financial sense, but they can still claim to be oppressed. Yep. And you know, when you think of it that way, it is okay. Like, shoot, man, like you're just trying to get, get, get it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, not, not to say, we shouldn't be trying to make everything good for everyone. Right. We all want everything to be good for everyone. And we should have, there is a place for debate on and dialogue on the state of, you know, in, in like say like the inner cities where it is harder for black people, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like no. I, I understand yeah. like 
Because I, I acknowledge that I, that I have had opportunities that not everyone else has. Right. And then there's some people that have had opportunities that I haven't had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's literally, it is striking that conversation of the two different sides and coming to, coming to an agreement. And sometimes maybe that doesn't happen. Right. Let's say that doesn't happen for, uh, a black guy coming out of, um, oh, I don't know, like Miami. You know, the streets of Miami, as opposed to somebody that's lived in Tennessee their whole life and they've worked on a ranch and and all this and that. So they're going to have way too different, like way different opinions. Right. But they can both those two people can have an agreement on certain things because they can understand like, oh, I've seen what you've had to deal with. But but at the same time, look at what I've had to deal with. Right. Yeah. Um. And don't get me wrong, it is very sad when uh, a, a nation kind of strikes fear into any one side of that of that little line that we cross. Um, but it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and the danger of the focus being on race, it, it seems to be there is never, it's never, a, no, the other side isn't, ever fully satisfied it seems if if you get this goal well they're still oppressed because Mm -hmm. we don't have equity like Mm -hmm. we don't have all the exact same numbers yep is that okay well is it based on race or like when we're talking about these inner cities is it the city that city that has problems let's fix that city so that these kids because my heart i don't want to come off as some Oh, everyone has it 100% good. Screw you. Right. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. and all that. Because I do recognize there are kids that didn't have the opportunity to, say, get in an electrical program because yeah. they were stuck yep. in a city that doesn't have the promotion of trades and yeah. the opportunity to, opportunity to get into some skilled trade. Yeah. So you just get stuck in this little cycle. Okay. I want to fix that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So how, how can we realistically fix that? But right. when we start talking about these abstracts that, well, you're part of the problem because you're white and you just don't recognize it. Okay, how do you how do you resolve? We come to a a practical solution because that's what we want is some kind of practical solution. Right. And when you just say, well, um, you just don't know. Yeah. You don't have a say because mm-hmm. of the color of your skin. Yeah. It does that. I bring just, us to a practical solution or no. does that further the divide? Yeah. Cause like, cause I do want the best for everyone. Right. I want everyone to have the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's honestly, that is the way that things should be. Um, and like you, like you're saying, Oh, because of your skin, you just, you just wouldn't understand. It's like, well, that's just writing me off then that, you know, maybe there, maybe there are some things that I have dealt with that you don't have no clue what I've dealt with. Right. But you're just writing me off saying I haven't dealt with that because there's plenty of people that I have dealt with the same things that I have dealt with. There's plenty of people that have dealt with the same things that other people have dealt with. Right. But when you just kind of write people off by saying, Oh no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. That's, it's like, well, okay. I, I guess I wouldn't. Okay, and then let's entertain your idea. Let's yeah. entertain that. I don't get it. So explain to me how we do figure it out. Right. And yeah. okay, let's map your solution out for the next 
50 years. Let's look further than the next election cycle because that is a pitfall of people who people in in um, political spheres. Mm -hmm. They're constantly vying for that next election. And that keeps us short sighted. Right. Where, okay, let's entertain your idea. Yeah. I don't know. Bring you bring your conclusion forward. But if I'm going to allow you, you got to allow me. You have to allow me to bring forward my solution right. for the next 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think it's funny cuz I caught myself doing that too. I'm like, "Oh, if, if Trump just gets reelected, we'll be good." Right? And don't get me wrong, it, it could have been different, but at the same time I wasn't thinking about well, how is my life going to play out in that, right? Like, okay, if Trump gets reelected, what's going to happen after Trump, right? So, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, because what I like to call myself is a pantheologist. You know what that means? And you have to be careful with that term, but it means everything's going to pan out. Hey. <laughs> I like to believe that's that I got that from my dad. But in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it, that makes sense. Like everything will pan out. Now, there are things that God has called us to do to mm-hmm. help certain things, you know, go a certain way. Right. Like we are called to be stewards of the earth. Yep. If we aren't, obviously the earth is not going to not going to survive, not going to, you know, and obviously we were born in an age that was sinful. So it's in the end, it's not going to survive. But while we're here, we are called to be stewards. And, uh, that also means, you know, spreading gospel as much as possible. Um, because there are people that are like, I was, like I was saying, there are people that are looking for that truth and they just don't know where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so let's, let's go deeper on that topic of stewarding the earth, which is such a hot topic. Mm -hmm. Um, it's talked about differently, but through climate change and this push for renewables. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's play this out. Mm -hmm. Like let's play this out because I want the best for the earth as you do. Absolutely. But let's play this out. So do we have enough cobalt to make rechargeable batteries for the entire world? Absolutely not. And what about the people who are stuck in literal slavery, mining that cobalt? Uh, is that the best for them? No. Is that the best for the earth to mine all of that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's look, Let's look further out. Um, that's where my conclusion keeps coming back to like nuclear and technological advances. Yeah. Of, like, uh, did you see the they made a breakthrough on nuclear yep. uh, fusion? Yeah, you were telling day. me about yeah. that. Yeah, that's super exciting to me yeah. because you get a net you get a net positive output. Yeah, you're getting it's, more energy out than you're putting in. Exactly. That's okay. Let's good. Let's look at that. Let's yep. pan that out for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. What does the earth look like 50 years yeah. if we focus on that? Yeah. And the problem is, is nobody is looking at that. That's the thing. It's, yeah. you know, everybody sees that. And I've actually had this conversation with a couple of people. They see that and they're like, oh, well, just look at what happened uh, over in Ukraine. But I was okay. Um, that was one facility that was what, 40, 50 years ago? What in what regard are you talking? Uh, the nuclear, um, uh, what is that? The nuclear. Uh, They're a facility. Yeah, that blew up and it made basically a radiation zone that nobody's supposed to go into anymore. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but that's what everybody. Ex- uh, that's what everybody brings up to me, but but at the same time, look, we are 40, 50 years past that point. Yeah, there's got to be something that we have learned and. 
you look at that country, obviously, well, what are the precautions that they took? You know, were they good? Because I don't really think that 40, 50 years ago that Ukraine took the right precautions for a nuclear plant. I really don't think they would have. And did they even know? Did they even know the precautions to take? Exactly. I, that's the thing is they probably wouldn't have. Um, but now we might, you know, and yeah. people don't look at it that, that way. They just look at, oh, if we're putting nuclear plants, that's going to be the end of us. Well, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. I mean, it might create a hot zone for people to attack. Yeah. OK, that's something we have to worry about. But at the same time, you guys say you want to be green. Look at look at the, the outcome of nuclear nuclear power yeah and <laughs> you get more out of it and if what happens is they deduce the whole topic to that one a few negative instances mm -hmm. and no matter which direction we take there will be negative instances yeah. because there will always be failures yep but okay if you're going to focus on the negatives of nuclear let's also look at the negatives of solar and wind yep and you know because mm -hmm. there are those negatives in all aspects mm -hmm. so do the pros outweigh the cons right right yeah and i i don't think a lot of people i think well we've bought in as america we bought into the solar and wind powered stuff so much that now people are kind of just blind to to all of it um i mean look at Look at our bird population because of the of the wind or the turbines. Look at the look at the bird population because of it. It takes out what I can't remember what the statistic was on that, but it takes out so many birds a year that realistically, it's like okay, well now you have to think of that. Yeah. Well, how much energy does it output for a living animal to fly into it, and we're not even worried about that. Yeah. Because if we can get any any energy somewhere else. Why don't we take those turbines down and have that energy from a nuclear plant that, say, doesn't kill as many animals and has an exponentially higher energy output exactly for it, a way smaller footprint, way more efficient. And it's not as big of a danger to, well, say nature. And, you know, I, I still haven't I don't think we've really gone uh, as a as a country. I don't think we've really figured out solar fully yet um I, I do think there's a lot of advanced advanced yeah uh, stuff that's been going on especially in these last five years um just because i mean you look at the pushes that people have made so yeah i mean solar i could see it being a viable option but you still have to look at like well how efficient is solar how you know for how much we take to make the solar panels is it worth really putting that on your house compared to, well, it took this and this and this and this. It took a million dollars to make this, you know. You have to look at that. Well, and can we power the <laughs> entire grid? Like there is, like solar is good yeah. for like homes. And, right. You know, there are applications for it. But can we put the entire grid on solar and mm -hmm. how big of a footprint does that become? Right. Because... Because, okay, so let's plug that into, there's this push against, um, like, beef. Mm -hmm. You know? Be, yeah. You know? It takes up too much land. And I agree. Uh, we should look at the beef industry and uh, how can we make it better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you're going to say, 
it takes up too much land or agriculture. Mm -hmm. Like it just takes up too much land. There's too many people. We're running out of land. Okay. Well, how, how much land are you going to lose to wind and solar? Exactly. And you know, why, why aren't you looking at that aspect as well? Right. I don't know if you've gone over the past recently uh, into Klamath or not necessarily past, but it's actually just going into Klamath. There's the this, solar field on the yep. left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much power do you think that really puts out? I couldn't tell you. I exactly. haven't dealt with much solar. That's the thing. It's like, what, what, what is that powering? Like for one thing, we don't know for two. It's like, okay, I get it. Maybe they weren't going to use that land, but, there are instances where they're taking and buying farmland off of farmers and just putting solar on it. So that cuts off, oh, a huge, like, 50-acre farm just for solar. And then you have to look at, oh, well, is that solar going to put out enough? It, it's all, like, the worth thing to me, at least. Yeah. Like, is that solar worth Is it enough? a net positive? Yeah. yeah. Is it worth enough to put solar on a 50-acre property when we could have raised oh, 300, 400 head of cattle on that 50-acre property, you know? So, I mean, it's all, it. you have to look at it. Yeah, and this is the dialogue that we should be having. Yeah. Because I could be wrong. Maybe nuclear isn't the future. Right. That's my conclusion at the moment. Yeah. But let's have real dialogue. Yeah. Especially in the public sphere. Yeah. Because there, there is not much real dialogue that's happening in the public sphere. Yep, yep, exactly. And I just... Some of it, partially, I think it's more of people just not wanting to look at things. I think we've gotten so comfortable to where they're like, oh, as long as I get my paycheck and I'm able to eat, I don't really care what goes on, right? And it's like, well, no, you you do have to think about things. Like, we are made to think. Like, you have to think about things. You can't just be comfortable where you're at. Yeah, and if I told you, again, it was I believe it was on Peterson. Um, mm. He had somebody on... Maybe it was on Rogan. I don't know. Yeah. I to a lot of podcasts. One of them. Yeah. But, um, but they had this guy on who um, like studies climate change. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he made the point that you look at these third world countries and as they become more developed, they can look further out into their future. Yeah. Because for us in America, we're, our economy is pretty well established mm-hmm. where we're looking into the future, you know, maybe not fully. Right. But enough to where we want we want the earth to be sustainable. Yep. Um, but when you're stuck in a third world country where you're barely scraping by. So like wood is your only heat. Yep. Um, you know, and you don't have enough to you don't have enough food to look past a month. Yep. You're not going to be able to look at that bigger picture because right. you physically can't. And I'm yeah. not going to hold that against you. Exactly. You need to be able to survive. Right. But he made this point that once you start giving these countries in these communities um like um you know natural gas they they become more sustained mm-hmm. they can focus more on further on out issues. yeah and you have to calculate that in of okay yeah how much if you want to look at carbon output um how much carbon are they saving by taking that next step right exactly you know? yeah and how much does that outweigh the carbon that we're saving by trans uh, transferring over to solar and yep. uh, wind, yeah. you know. Uh, but he made a really good point where as technology advances, we naturally 
begin to look further out into our future because we physically can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's like when you talk to people um, like which is funny because technology's made it to where you could talk to somebody in Russia if you really want to. Um, but when you talk to people from uh, from those other countries, they'll tell you about, oh, well, this is what's going on in this country. You know, this is what's going on in my country and this and that. And then you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, we've had that for like 30 years. Sorry. I mean, we've had that for we've had that forever. So it's not really that cool to me. But to them, that is completely new. You know, like solar is really only really big in our country, um, maybe in the United Kingdom. But if you look at it, solar is huge in our country. It's one of the main pushes right now. Yeah. And in like Western Europe. Yeah. that Yeah. That, that's what I meant. I mean, for for the company or the for the countries that are dealing with. Yeah. That are dealing with other things. It, it's not going to matter to them. They don't care. Like, oh, we don't need solar. Like, who, we we need food and water. We, we don't need solar. Like, we need wells. We need you know, yeah. all this and that we need proper homes first. We need, cause they haven't experienced where they haven't experienced that where us as Americans, we've gotten so comfortable. We're like, Oh, I get to choose this for my house. Oh, I get to choose granite countertops because, Oh, that's going to look a little bit nicer. And don't get me wrong. There's a place for that. But I think, uh, it, it comes to a disconnect between us and other people and other countries because, um, well, they haven't been able to see that they've never, like look at Africa um, Africa the majority of Africa has not been able to see even this this would be luxury to them and this is really good mm-hmm. but this is like the highest of the highest to them because they haven't experienced what a regular you know just what what Americans regularly live in so yeah. it is really hard for us to to really put our views out there as a as like hey this is what everybody needs to do. Now catch up. Right. Yeah. And and let's factor in human death because mm-hmm. that's something yep. that is brought into these topics of why we need to phase out uh, like gasoline yeah. and natural gas because people will die if the ocean if the ocean levels rise. And okay, <laughs> yeah. how many people die a year because they have homes that aren't well built, don't have good ventilation? Yep. And they die from carbon monoxide right. because their fireplace is leaking in their home. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of deaths. Yep. Um, does that outweigh the number of deaths that hypothetically are projected if you know we don't cut out carbon and st- you know? Right. It's just it's all these factors that we need to keep in mind and have good dialogue and come to conclusions, realistic, practical conclusions and solutions for the future mm-hmm. further out than even like 15 years yeah. Or, yeah but especially the next election cycle yeah yeah and i think that's that's where we get stuck at is the next electric election cycle um i mean because that's that's where a lot of americans that's where they put themselves um like oh well if i just hang on for these four years. The next four years will be great because this president will get elected. It's like, well, hate to tell you, but, uh, this world sucks. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where you want to talk politics. Like I agree with a lot of Trump's policies, most right. of his policies, mm-hmm. but 
he's such a divisive person and perpetuates, you know, a like lot of hatred, isolating people. Yeah. And that is a factor that you have to factor in yeah. because is that's not good. We don't, we don't want to isolate people. Right. It's no. not perpetuating good dialogue, yeah. you know, and that's where I don't like that. Yeah. And it's not productive. Right. Well, I actually had a conversation like that too, um, where the person was like, well, the reason I didn't vote for him is because he's, he's a, a mean person. And, and like, don't get me wrong. I understand that. Like that is something you have to look at because you do want your, your president that is literally the face of your country. You do want them to be a good, you know, a genuine good person. And don't get me wrong. Trump can be good at times, but he is very, um, very loud, I would say. And mm-hmm. very, um, uh, I'm right, you're wrong. That's that's what I would, the easiest way I could put it is I'm right, you're wrong. Um, and don't get me wrong, the reason I did vote for him is because I do believe that he, he did run our country very well. Um, but no, I'm not going to say I like him as a person. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. And so let's, let's look at, let's look at candidates that have policies we agree with and personalities and character traits that we agree with as well and let's put those people up yeah and well and that's the one thing too is it it, it was it was more of like i wanted to vote ben carson do you know who dr ben carson is yeah i wanted to vote for him but i knew i just knew he wasn't gonna win Mm -hmm. because for one he's he's just not a politician he's he's very good guy a very amazing guy he has really good policies He's just not a politician. He Surgeon. doesn't know how to. Yeah, he doesn't know how Steady to. Steady hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't know how to win a political race. He just he's never done it. That was his first time ever running, I believe. I think that was his first time ever running. But you have to look at those things. The only reason I didn't vote for him is because he wasn't going to win. So I'd rather have someone that you know had better chances of winning that I kind of aligned with as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to win more than say obviously somebody that I don't align with at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's another factor you have to consider Yep, is that something that happens that has happened in Canada talking to relatives I have up there mm-hmm. is that the Republican party split. Mm-hmm. So the Republican party had the majority of votes, but they split and they made two parties. I yeah. believe they made two actual parties in mm-hmm. with that divided vote, this smaller uh, this minority was yeah. able to put their candidate forward and win. Yep. Even yep. though the majority of Canadians don't agree with that. Exactly. So that is that is something you have to consider. Like yeah. it's, it's sucky. You want to just vote for the best candidate. Right. In your opinion. Yep. But you also do have to look at it from a realistic. Okay. Do they even have a shot at winning? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And well, like yeah, that wouldn't work when it comes to split because. Like, oh, yeah, this is a good candidate. Oh, yeah, that's a good candidate. But now you're giving the other side a way better chance to win because of, well, now now your your whole country is split on two pe- different people. Yep. So. And now you can't own a handgun in Canada. Yeah. Mm. Wild. Yeah. Wild. They can't sh- even have a twenty two. I thought. Uh, I don't know. As long as it's a hunting rifle is all oh, yeah. they can have, I thought. Could be. Yeah, I, know I don't know. Trudeau banned so-called assault rifles yep and then shortly after banned handguns yep um yeah just wild wild stuff well 
Wow, we're almost at two hours. Oh, straight up? That's wow. crazy. Well, anyways, um, yeah. No, I, I do agree with most everything that we have talked about today. Um, actually, pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just we're just free ball. Uh, yeah, we're just free balling. We're <laughs> free trying balling. to figure it out. Spitballing. Yeah. Um, so we might get things wrong, especially we went a little bit more political, but yeah, we, we need to have yeah. political dialogue that yeah those conversations do need to come up um do they need to come up all the time i don't think so but they do they do need to come up there's a time and place because we will feel the repercussions if we don't yeah and we do economically culturally politically yep absolutely well um thank you guys for joining this podcast it's been a great time uh we kind of like i said uh we didn't really have a whole whole huge point that we wanted to hit today we kind of just wanted to get together and talk about a few things talk talk about our week um so we really do enjoy you guys uh joining and like we've always been saying please give us some feedback we want to know like hey you talked about this on your podcast can you explain that more or hey have you thought about maybe this on that subject um because sometimes we don't and we we need to yeah and if you do disagree with us let us know because yeah. we would love to talk about that point. Yeah, and absolutely. And if it changes our conclusion, awesome. We came to a better understanding of, right. of that topic. Yeah. So we want to we want to encourage that healthy dialogue. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you, we guys. We appreciate everyone who uh, listens. We, we just, yeah, we hope good comes from this. So have a good week. Uh, keep, keep your purpose in mind. Um, do do good in the world. <laughs> Stay right. sober minded. Stay sober minded. <laughs> All right. Bye.